Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for the leaders in God's church. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm glad that we can be together once more. Christian Basics. More from Dr John Hall. You'll recall that in our Christian Basics series on living the Christian life, we've begun to look at the important subject of holiness in the life of the Christian believer, something every follower of Christ needs to appreciate and especially those who have recently come to trust in him. Our guest, Dr John Hall, has used the illustration of a rocket or spacecraft to explain what's involved in the biblical teaching about this theme. There are three stages. First, there is the liftoff or launch of the rocket. Then, there is the journey by which it travels through space. And finally, there is the arrival at the destination. And last time here on Serving Today, John spent some time showing us how important that first stage is. In other words, to begin the journey, we must become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and know him as our Saviour and Lord. As a result of that, we need to recognise this means we've made a radical break with sin. Now, because this first stage is so important, we're going to look at it again at the start of today's programme and then go on to stage two. Derek French spoke with John Hall for us and asked him if he would tell us how this first stage takes place. It takes place, as I've already said, for instance, in Romans 6, in union with Christ. It takes place when by faith and God's mighty grace, a person is united to Christ at conversion, made alive in Christ or together with Christ, as Paul says, for instance, in Ephesians 2. So this first stage of sanctification is the radical break with the past life of sin and its power. So radical and final You find in places the Bible says that believers have been sanctified using the past tense as if it's all over and done with. Now, what it's referring to here by sanctified in the past tense is that process that begins at the beginning of the Christian life where you make that radical break with the old life and enter into a new life and have the power to live differently. Derek's now going to read to us from 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. Paul writes, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Wonderful change, isn't it? In the- it is indeed. What a long list of dreadful sins. You were once like that. And Paul writes to remind them that they're no longer to live in that way because they've been sanctified. They've been delivered from that sinful way of life. They've been set apart for God's use. And therefore, they must not live like that any longer. 
Also, earlier on in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 2, Paul defines the church at Corinth with all its sins and troubles like this. He says, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified, past tense, in Christ Jesus. And so this first stage of sanctification, the liftoff, the radical break with sin, is seen at conversion. You put the past life of sin behind you. Now then, listen, the significant thing to ask yourself here is that are you really converted? Are you living a life of sin as if nothing had ever happened to you? Or can you say, like Paul said to the Corinthians, you were once like this, but now you're different. You've been sanctified. You've been justified in Christ Jesus and by the work of the Spirit. Ponder that. Be sure it's a fundamental question you must answer. John, we've seen the first stage in becoming holy, which takes place when we first come to trust in Christ. You said it using your illustration of the rocket, that's the, the liftoff. Mm. You also said there was a second stage, which you called progress, the, the journey. What do you mean by this? And can you show us where this is taught in the Bible? Yes, this is the whole of the rest of our Christian life until we die, that we progressively become more like Christ. God works in us so we can do his will. Once we're converted, we'll still have the same temperament. We'll still often live in the same situation. So we have to deal with sin and temptation, which occurs due to temperament or situation. But God, by his spirit, has given us the desire to be different. So now, by the spirit, we're able to deal with sin in our lives and develop a Christ-like character. And this is a progressive change. Derek, please could you read to us from Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Yes, again, Paul is writing and he says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. You see there, God works in us so that we can act according to his purpose. God works, and so do we. It also says in 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul writing again in verse 23, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. It's a process. It's something that's ongoing, something that's occurring each day in the Christian life. God is working in us. And we are working out God's purposes through the power that God gives us. John, there's a question which I'm sure many would want to ask. Does this then mean that we will never be troubled by sin if God is working in our lives? Well, Derek, though the Bible does say that we are sanctified using a past completed action, there is still work to be done, as much of the Bible makes clear. It refers to the ongoing sanctifying work of the Spirit, and it urges on us the need to make progress in holiness by dealing with sin in our lives, in other words, the negative aspect, and by putting on Christ-like qualities, as we shall see. So once a person is set apart for God, there begins to be a conflict with the person's remaining sin, 
with what we could call indwelling sin. And we're going to look at that now, that conflict which starts when you're converted with your temperamental sin that remains within. Now Paul writes about this in Romans 8 and Eric's going to read verses 13 and 14. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. There we are, you're to put to death the misdeeds of the body, your sins. Paul also writes something similar to the Colossians. In Colossians 3 and verse 5, he says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And he gives examples, sexual immorality, lust, evil desires, etc. He also tells Timothy to flee from the desire to get rich and to fight the good fight of faith. In other words, there's going to be conflict in the believer's life with remaining sin. And the believer is to be active in dealing with sin and sinful temptation. John, I think this really is is very important because... Many Christians think that something is going terribly wrong with their spiritual state when they find they're still tempted to do wrong. Some even question if they are believers or no. But in actual fact, facing temptation and battling with it, you're saying the Bible shows us is part of a of a normal, healthy spiritual life. When when we do recoil from, from that sin and temptation and battle with it, isn't it? It, mm. it doesn't mean that God has deserted us nor that Christ has rejected us. No, it doesn't. This is the illustration that you should ponder, listener. When you're an unbeliever, many things like greed, the love of wealth, selfishness, never really seem to trouble you, or you only occasionally feel guilty. But once you're made alive with Christ and you seek to be like Christ with that self-giving love towards others, all of us become increasingly aware of how sinful these things like selfishness are. And so we seek to try and deal with them. And this means conflict and effort and pain. When he talks about putting to death the misdeeds of the body or putting to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, death is a terrible process when we look at it physically, painful, horrible, and often tremendous conflict comes about when we're dying. And so dealing with these inward sins involves that similar effort and pain, we're to kill them off in our lives. So to have no conflict with sin as a Christian is a bad sign. To have conflict is what is expected. But when we do have conflict, we should pray and we should look to God to help us in the battle. One of the true desires of those who do belong to God is that they long to be purer and holier. They want to be more and more like their Saviour. But there's a problem that I think it's worth thinking about so that we don't become discouraged in this area of our Christian lives, and it's this. At times, when we look at our lives, it seems we are hardly like our Saviour at all. This can make us all too easily feel overwhelmed by the small amount of progress we've made and the large amount of spiritual growth there is still to be achieved and wonder if we'll ever really make any progress in our desire to be like Christ. Let me share with you what someone once said which I think is helpful. They said this, While I know I am not yet fully what I ought to be, 
I do praise God I am not what I once was. And that is true for every believer. We all know there is more for us to do, but we are no longer under sin's dominion because the Lord Jesus Christ has saved us and rescued us from this present evil age. The Lord has already worked in our lives and that means we are on that journey which will result in the end in our being made perfectly like Christ. So don't despair or be disheartened. Go on resisting sin and pursuing righteousness, for the Lord is with us. Hebrews 12 verse 14 really exhorts us to keep on growing like Christ when it declares, Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. It does take considerable effort to overcome the sin that so easily entangles us and clings to us. But with the Lord's help, as we strive to grow more like Jesus while depending completely on him for the strength to do so, progress will be made. And that brings us to the close of this edition of Serving Today. Thank you for being with us. We hope that you'll join us again next time. Don't forget that you can get in touch with us and the details follow at the end of the programme. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you as you serve him. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.